0: up everyone welcome to the keep it posse podcast my name is jasmine and this is episode 96 we are so close to 100 episodes i still can't believe it and i just want to thank you all again anyone who's listening whether it's your first time or you've been here from the beginning or you just started listening last week whatever the case thank you for being here and for all the support with the help of this week's guest, we are going to learn about this week's nonprofit organization featured in the POSI Spotlight. Just Us for Youth is a nonprofit organization that mentors youth to be better students, better people, and better leaders. Their vision is to positively impact a culture, a community, and a region by providing an innovative and holistic approach to quality mentoring for urban youth and their communities around the world. To learn more or make a donation to Just Us for Youth, you can visit ju4y.org. J-U, the number four, the letter Y, dot org. This week's episode features my friend Gabe. Gabe plays in Ali punk band Holy Fings. He is a former member of punk band Spanish Love Songs. In this episode, we talked about how he started playing in Holy Fangs, Spanish Love Songs History, Craigslist, Green Day, Parenting, and more. This one was a blast and I definitely learned some band history. Here is my conversation with Gabe on the Keep It Posse podcast. Yay, it's happening.
1: All right, great.
0: I think the last time I saw you was when you guys did the pictures, right? Yeah. The pictures? Yeah,
2: I don't think we've been to very many shows. I haven't been uh very many shows since then, so that's
1: usually where I see you.
0: Yeah, because I know you guys were going to do... Um, Sorry. You went to... um. Taking days, love again, and moldy roses, right? And I think mm-hmm. Odd Robot had to drop out at the last minute. Um, but yeah, I went to a, a closer show to me, so I didn't go to the one you went to. Um, but you've been busy with the new band. Mm, yeah, kind of. Okay. Well. I know. <laughs> um, so you started a new band and. How long had it been since you last played music between Holy Fangs and Spanish Love Songs?
1: I think I left Spanish Love Songs in 2016. Maybe maybe 2018. I think 2018,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that probably makes more sense because I didn't meet Rob till 2015, I think. Okay. And then um point, when did you when did Spanish Love songs sign with Wiretap?
2: 2015, I think, because we just started okay. being a band in 2014. So I think in 2015, we had already put out our record. And then uh we talked we met Rob. And then I convinced him to put it out on Wiretap, even though it was already out. <laughs> we released ourselves.
0: Dude, sick. By the way, I gotta point out that your shirt rocks. I saw it when you... Yeah, see? Um, Heck yeah. Played Deadbolt. Um, <laughs> dude, so... Because... Yeah, sorry. Now it's starting to come back to me. You love Spanish, love songs, but... There have been a few shows where you have filled in for other bands, right?
2: Yeah, I did it. No, now I think about it, I'm trying to figure out when I left Spanish Low songs. I don't think it was in 2018 because in 2018, um, I've I filled in for Divided Heaven on bass at Fest, and then I did a set with the Wolves, Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves at Fest too, and then I played. Uh, a song with Spanish love songs at Fest
1: eighteen, which would be, you know how the the I don't know, yeah, you, that it
0: was, was when you were there. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was the year that I went. Was it two thousand eighteen? It was. I went in twenty nineteen, but it was Fest eighteen.
2: Okay, that's why I'm all confused. So Yeah, dude, that's that's always been confusing. (laughs) Yeah, I left Spanish love songs right at the beginning of 2018. And then um, I played with them. You know, I'm still friends with them. It's not like I left, like I kicked out or anything. (laughs) Or like I hate them. I just couldn't be a full-time touring musician like them. And that's where I was going.
1: So I had to do that.
3: Yeah, dude, so...
0: Where did, did you play bass with them at the smaller show at Fest? Because I only was able to catch them at the, that bigger venue. I mean,:
2: Yeah, they did that's a secret yeah. They did a secret show, which wasn't like a secret at the small venue at the end of the night. Um, so I played a song with them there. But earlier that day, I mean, that was on a Friday, so um, you know, you, you know, me and Rob flew down to fest. And then we met you and then we went to the, um, the flea market thing and we were there in the morning. Remember we, we did the whole like um, line thing and selling records. And then later on that day I played with wolves. Like the first, it was like the first show of the, you know, the opening show for them, the Friday night show I played with them. And then I just kind of hung out for the rest of the day, but I played with Spanish love songs that night. Like midnight, I just played one song with them, but it was still fun just to hang out with everyone and play with them. I always tease them. I'm like, every time that you guys play a show, I get to go be on the guest list for free. (laughs) Like, I'm on the guest list no matter what, and I don't want like just a guest list spot. I want to be able to go backstage.
0: All access Uh, plus 20, please. All access,
2: and I need plus five.
0: Um, dude, yeah. I didn't get to see you play. I didn't get to go and watch them play the smaller venue. But, I mean, seeing them play at that bigger space, I forgot what it's called. But I'm just like, dude, that was crazy to me. I mean, just the layout of the place, too. uh, I'm like, man. um,
2: Such a wild. um, It's been like a wild ride with them. Because, like, I was... uh, When I was in the band, I still didn't do a lot of the full time touring that they did. So like I would do like the US, uh, maybe for like 10 days and then I'd fly home when they're flying to Europe. And so then like I would just be on social media on our social media and I'd see like everything coming in from when they're in Europe and just seeing like how crazy the shows are getting over there. And then they come back and then I kind of meet up with them and then we do our at that time we were still playing like really small some of the smaller clubs you know, while we're touring. So it wasn't, like, always awesome shows. (laughs) There's a lot of stinker shows in there, too, where there's, like, 15 people there. But, I mean, it was still cool to tour and know that we're not in California and people know who we are. And then just to kind of see, like, after I left, then everything just started kind of, like, just blowing up for them in terms of, like, mid-level, you know, smaller, small, mid-level touring band and seeing like all all these shows are sold out now and like seeing all of like stuff they get to do and all the venues they get to play. So it was cool. And then like seeing them at Fest too in that huge room,
1: that was crazy. And I was just happy for them all the time. I'm always happy for
0: them. Yeah, dude, that was sick. And I'm thinking I mean, I'll touch on this later because maybe I'll remember by then when we talk about it. Um, but you did this thing with Spanish love songs and Holy Fangs is now your new band. And you guys put out an EP uh, earlier this year. How did it all start as far as making making a new band?
1: Yeah, so
2: once Spanish love songs and, you know, like, once I, I knew I couldn't be a full-time touring musician, I just, that wasn't what I can do, even though, like, it's everything that I wanted to do. <laughs> but just where I'm at in my life right now, I can't do that. You know, I, you know so um, once that ended, I kind of just was at home. And, I mean, I have two kids and my wife, so I have a lot of responsibility here. And just being able to spend time with them and not have to worry about going to a band practice uh, or a show that starts at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, So I was able to spend a lot of time with them. I knew that eventually I'd want to play music. Even when I left that band, I'm like, well, I'll start something else. Like, I have to do something else. Um, It just took a little bit longer. I tried to get things going. And, like, i you know, I know a lot of people who play music, but trying to get them to do something is tough too to get everyone all on the same schedule so um with holy fangs you know i kind of went back to um my old trusty craigslist and just kind of looked through there and see like see postings people were posting about looking for a bass player and like there's so many people looking for bands but if you go on there enough you can kind of tell like, and get a vibe out each post. (laughs) So like everyone wants to play in a punk band, but that might not be the kind of punk band that I want to play in. So I was pretty picky on what I wanted to do. And then I found them, uh, and I mean them by, um, so, um, there was a, the other people in the band, um, there's Giuliano, Chris and Michael, they were already playing together as like a three piece, um, So when I saw that they were looking for a bass player kind of joined in and it just kind of fit. And, and like, and it turns out like the, the funniest thing about the whole thing is I think I've told you this story, but I think it's just a crazy story. So, um, before Spanish, before Spanish love songs, I was in a band with Dylan called the wild and innocent. Um, the drummer of that band was Michael, um, who plays drums in Holy Fangs. Um, Michael ended up leaving The Wild of the Innocent and then we got Ruben to fill in In the Wild of the Innocent. So it was like me, Dylan, and Ruben in The Wild and Innocent, plus their singer Nate. And that band kind of ended and then we started Spanish love songs. That was over like 10 years ago. Um but come to find out, I'm talking to the singer Giuliano about this, about, you know, like getting together within a meeting. And, you know, I always try and, like, vibe everybody out and, like, see what I'm going to get into first. So, you know, before I meet up with anybody from Craigslist about jamming with them, I ask them, I'm like, hey, um, just so I'm, you, you guys know, like, or, like, I'm not walking into, like, a Proud Boy band. There's no, like, nobody's a weirdo, right? There's no, like, uh, like, do you, you know, how, how well do you know these other guys in the band? Um, you know, I don't want to join a band full of Proud Boys or, you know racists or anything and then i mean they were just new too so it's kind of hard to before you can really figure out about everybody but we started talking a little bit and um Giuliano asked me he's like hey um you know do you have anything you recorded on any kind of music you played on i was like well this is my last band i was in and i sent him a link to like the spanish love song spotify and then he's like oh our drummer was wearing your shirt it's like, oh, that's cool. And then we kind of pieced it together between talking, uh, between the group chat and everything with the band. And it turns out, you know, it was Michael the whole time playing drums with them. So it's a long story about, I knew Michael from
1: a band I was previously in. And just by chance, he was a drummer of this new band. But I also played with him 10 years ago in another band.
0: Dude, that's funny. Um, by the way, You talking about Craigslist. I haven't heard that word in a really long time, (laughs) but um, (laughs) wow, dude, that's crazy. You would think that like because, you know, you talk about how, you know, you had hit up people up to see if they were down to start a band. And you would think that maybe people like your friend or, you know, Michael from your band now would have reached out to you and said, hey, we're looking for a bass player. I don't know if you're up for joining, but it all happened <laughs> through Craigslist.
2: It was such a long time ago that, and like the, the period we were in the wild the Innocent together, like playing, it was like, it wasn't super long. So I don't even think, you know, I think he probably thought out because, you know, eventually Michael would come and see, he went to like a Spanish love song show. So he was with, he like, there's the one we played at at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. So he, and, you know, obviously me and Dylan knew him already. So it was cool running into him then. Um, But yeah, I mean, I had people in mind that I wanted to start playing with. Just trying to get everybody together and their schedules and like where everyone lives. It was just like a, logistically, it it was hard to do. Um, And the same thing kind of goes with this band too. I mean, we're all spread out over southern california in terms of like los angeles like juliana lives in san pedro michael lives in culver city chris lives in west hollywood so and i live in the san gabriel valley so it's not very close we're not very close to each other but it's a little bit easier and they're you know they're okay with meeting up together
1: and everything
0: dude i remember that show at Alex's bar you guys <laughs> it was the flatliners right
1: yeah,
2: it was a flatliner show. Um, I I didn't know that we were supposed to backline the gear for the entire show. <laughs> and I didn't know that they were waiting for us to get there so they could use my amp and my my space cab. So, I mean, I was at home at, you know from work, and I'm like, well, Long Beach isn't that far from me. I don't have to leave till 7. The show doesn't start till 8.30. I'll be okay. And then I get all these frantic... Not even like text messages, but all these frantic like Instagram messages about where are you guys at? Where, where, when, when are you going to be here? <laughs> so I had to rush down there really quick, a lot earlier than I had planned, but it worked
1: out. It was a fun show. It was the first time playing that, that place, too.
3: Dude, sick. Yeah, that was a fun show. Um,
0: good times, man. Um, so you start this band or you join. This yeah, band. it's kind of
2: I mean I I kinda of let it on like I started a new band, but I mean I feel like I kinda of did, but at the same time like I joined them. You know, they're already working on songs, so they already have these songs together which are great already. And you know, I just kinda of came in and helped out where I could. Um so I did join the band. <laughs> I say started a new band because I feel like I started a new band. Because um it's just a lot easier than explaining I joined a new band with people that um because You know, everyone that's been in in Holy Fangs or is in Holy Fangs, um, they haven't been in, like, a serious band really ever. So this is, like, instead of explaining to people, like, I joined a band with who? You know, who did you? (laughs) It's just kind of easier to say I started in your band. That might be kind of my ego, but it just felt a little bit easier than explaining, well, you don't know who any
1: of them are, but (laughs) I joined up with them
3: so this band this new band um
0: when did you guys start talking
1: probably in about
2: at about 2021 we really started kind of like that's when i was like oh you know what like covid's not going anywhere (laughs) and um and i was you know trying to get together with other people didn't really work out so i was like well i'm i you know i want to play music i feel like I've done everything I need to do to protect myself from COVID. Um, so I felt a little bit more comfortable being around more people, not more people, but certain people. So, um, you know, I found their post, and then we started talking from there and I met up with them and we practiced. And um, it was about 2021 and it wasn't very serious. And even like any of the other bands I've been in, it's been like maybe we can meet up once a month, depending on people's schedule, once every two weeks, once every three weeks. So it wasn't anything serious, but um, we did start a recording because they wanted to put out music pretty quickly. I was like, you know, they haven't even played any shows. Like, there's no rush. It's not like people are asking us when we're, when we're playing or when we're releasing a record or something like that. Um, so we kind of took our time recording, and we did those four songs, the, the EP and Kind of went from there, but it's been, a—I a, mean, we're already in 2022, we're going to 2023 pretty soon. So it's been a,
1: a good amount of time.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're doing the thing again.
2: It's hard to start a new band. I forgot Dude. how hard it is. I mean, like even just trying to book a show in LA, I don't know any of the same promoters anymore. And I mean, even if I did, I don't even know if they would want either you know put together a show. I don't even know who's booking shows in L.A or where you could even play. Um, <clears throat> we, we've done one show as man, well. I didn't even get to play. <laughs> Holy Fangs played the, the Rainbow Room in West Hollywood, and I had COVID during that time, so I didn't even get to play the show. Um, so that was rough. Um, but, you know, we're looking to start playing shows again and, and do things. I just want to do cool things that come our way, anything that comes our way. If we can do it and everyone's available, um, if it's fun, then we'll do it. But if it's not fun, I don't, I don't need to do things that aren't fun for
1: me. I have too much stuff, other stuff going on that I could spend time on.
0: Yeah, dude, that last point, I think that's everybody. Uh yeah, you, ha- you end up having to become more selective of what you want to spend your time doing. Because if you're gonna stress out about something, it's like, um, I think this is not going anywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, there's nothing stressful about the band, it's just more like booking shows and like who do we talk to? What bands do we know? Like, who's gonna give us an opportunity to play? Or, like, who do I even call? What, what venue is there in L.A. that we can play? And it's not as easy as it was earlier when there's a lot of
1: people or a lot more venues going around. So it's, it's a little tougher.
0: Yeah, dude. That that last thing, it's it's kind of sucky because, um, I mean, this is in L.A., but I was thinking about the slide bar the other day. Like, nobody like
1: yeah
2: nothing you know? took its place right it just kind of it ended and then it's like well now are we going to play
0: <laughs> yeah um, and does anybody like know what went down because they didn't never said anything on their social media right
2: no I don't know I think I, I'm pretty sure that the owners
1: moved to Nashville so I think they have like a restaurant bar out there which is so like COVID, (laughs) you know, move to Nashville or Austin.
2: Um, But anyways, yeah, like that bar ended and that was cool because when we were in Spanish love songs, we can kind of, that was kind of like a home base for orange County. Like we know we can kind of possibly get a show there. And if not us get a show there, we can, we'd be asked to play there. Um, And then like, even we have the Redwood bar in downtown. And that was kind of our home base, too. Like, we knew we can get a a person to play there and we'd be able to get the show. Um, But that's, I think it's still there, but there's no promoter that would book our band. Uh, I always talk about how, like,
1: I'm in a punk band, but not that kind of punk band that you think. (laughs) So, and, like, there's so many punk bands in L.A., but
2: the style that... I like, and that we play is a little bit different than what most people would think about punk music. So it's a little bit more challenging to find a place where that'll, we can play with. And that even other bands like us, it's sound uh, like us. So I'm trying to figure that
1: out.
0: Don't worry, guys, I'll start a venue. I don't know when, but I'll start one. Good luck. <laughs> dude. Um, no, but yeah, no, I get what you mean, dude. It's, um, Cause even I haven't been there since everything opened up again, but the place that used to be the Hi Hat, I think it's now called the Goldfish or something. Okay. Um, but I have heard that the stage is smaller. I don't know.
2: But like, even then, like that venue is not going to book my band there. Maybe like, well, who are you? you know it's different it's tough to find a something that's going to let you play in and like the chances of you getting a play on weekend are going to really be um you know it's not going to happen very often so i think it, it's like you might get offered like a tuesday night which is fun too but it's not ideal night for <laughs> it's not a big music night tuesday night song but you know it's what it is we just i
1: It's just hard to find out all the people. So if anyone knows anybody in L.A. that is booking shows, let me know.
3: All right.
0: Let's do it. You heard it here. So I know you know how this goes. I always like to get to the bottom of it. I want to know how Gabe got into music. And about his musical journey.
1: The musical journey of Gabe. Um, I mean, my family's pretty musical. Um, not that
2: they play music, but the, it was always around in the house. Um, so we we had a lot of music going on and being played from just when I was a kid growing up. So it was encouraged for my brother, my siblings and I to play an instrument when we were in like an elementary school. So I started playing saxophone in elementary school up until junior high. I played saxophone. Um, so that was fun. And
1: my parents were already super supportive of music. And, and it was always around in the house. So it was really fun.
0: So you played saxophone until junior high. When did you pick up the bass?
1: I actually didn't start playing bass until after I graduated from high school. Um,
2: then I started, I just bought like the cheapest bass from like a pawn shop that I can find. Um, so and I, at that even at that point, it was just kind of plucking around and just like the internet, you know, just going online and looking at bass tabs and trying to figure out songs by ear and not really knowing anything about playing guitar or bass, just trying to teach myself as much as I could. Um but i did start i started a band with my friends from high school we had already graduated from high school so like we started we started a band then and
1: so i mean i've been playing music for a long time in bands
3: so you started playing bass
0: and you're, you're out of high school already do, do you play anything else
2: I mean, I haven't played the saxophone since like seventh, eighth grade. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah, that's pretty much it. A bass and I guess the saxophone. I don't know if I could still play a saxophone. I'm pretty sure I can do a
1: scale. I think it's kind of muscle memory that. But uh, yeah, those are the instruments that I'm proficient in.
0: Gabe is going to start a ska band now. Um, <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's cool. So you started a band out with, with some friends that you went to high school with. Well, let's take a look at your band history. How many bands have you been in?
1: I guess six now.
2: I mean, and none of them aren't even big at all, remotely large or anything, but they felt like super real when you were doing them. So, you know, after high school, I started a band with my friends. Um, originally, we were called Nutwood. Um, and then we changed our name to Arigma. and we were in Southern California so we played a lot in Southern California and Chain Reaction and all the venues you can play around here Um, like at that point like all I wanted to do was play music and tour full time but I feel like when you're trying so hard to like either get your band noticed or get your band bigger like it's just like the reverse and that's how we felt at that time. Like, we tried so hard to get people into our band, and we would have great shows, um, but nothing really um, stuck, and we never really toured. So, I was in that band for a good amount of time. Um, and that band kind of just stopped playing after a while. Um,
1: joined another band
2: with one of my friends, and this was more like skate punk, um, which was fun too. They were called Lose by Default um so that time i made a lot of friends throughout you know music then um started the wild and innocent after that well i joined that band and then i met Ruben and dylan you know Ruben or dylan and brought Ruben along for the ride and then from there spanish love songs and now it's holy bangs so it's been a, a long time in in bands and i'd probably say like The thing that was different with, like, the other bands and, like, Spanish Love Songs, like, when we started Spanish Love Songs, like, we were under the assumption, like, we've all been playing music for a long time. We're not going to be a touring band, and we're not going to be, like, super successful. So, like, let's just have fun. Let's play a show once a month. Uh, We'll play at a bar and have fun with our friends and see what happens. The thing that was different about that band is, like, you could tell more people were into it right off the bat than any of the other bands I was in. So I feel like that was kind of the the secret. I'm like, oh, wait, I guess if you just have really good songs, people will like you instead of trying to force people to like you. Because we honestly in Spanish Love Songs did like no promotion, no PR, nothing like that would even help that you should do if you're in a band. (laughs) Just like the basic things were like, well, hey, we're playing a show this time, like let's go. And then that's the way, and we were just, we were really bad at at social media and promoting, but that band just was a different, like had a different feeling than the other bands I was in. So I'm still, that's that's my my, uh, take around Holy Fangs is like, I'm just going to see what happens. Like, let's just see what happens. Let's do anything that comes our way. I'm not going to try super
1: hard. (laughs) <laughs> and um, See what comes of it
0: So Wow okay So going back to when You met Dylan and Ruben How did you end up joining that band Though, Was it through Michael
1: um, No um,
2: So the Wild and Innocent um, I had done an internship at Warner Brother Records and um, one of the other, other interns there, his name is Nate, and he was, said that he was starting a band. He was looking for a bass player. And, I mean, like I said, I've been playing music for a long time. And at that point, I was like, well, I could be in two bands. <laughs> uh, might as well try it. So then I joined him, and I went to one of their practices, and they didn't tell me not to come back. So I was kind of in that band. And then um, once, a, once the drummer Michael left from that band, uh, I grew up with Ruben. We we're from the same hometown. So, like, he, I've known him since forever. So, and I know he's really good at drums. So I was like, hey, you should come join this band. And at, at the time, me and Ruben were living in the same apartment uh, complex. So it was like, perfect. We're in the same band. He lives above me. So we would just be like, hey, you want to go to band practice? You know, you want to come with me? And we would just go at the same time. And, be able to go home and it was it was fun and i mean dylan was already dylan was in that band I don't they met dylan met nate through craigslist so i mean like yeah i people like not craigslist were like being creepy and there's a lot of creep i'm sure like it's a probably 75 percent creepy but i mean like if you're like if you're not a gullible person, <laughs> if you have any kind of like uh, wit to you, you'll kind of be able to figure out the weirdos from like normal people. And even if they're not normal, after you read them, you, like you don't have to call hang out with them anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it's different for other people too, but um,
1: yeah.
0: Wow, dude, that's crazy. So there's the origin of that. I Um, And I know you mentioned early on that you probably had told me the story of how you met um, Dylan and Ruben, but I didn't know because this is all new to me. Yeah, Um, no, (laughs) Spanish love
1: songs came
2: from the wild and innocent not playing anymore. And like Dylan and Ruben and I were saying like, well, we we like Alkaline Trio. Um, You guys want to keep playing music (laughs) and just for fun? And we were a three piece. At the start, and then uh, actually through a Craigslist post, we found Kyle to make it a four piece. So, I mean, if you don't knock Craigslist until you try it, I guess is what I'm
1: saying. Unless you got tons of musicians in your town that you know, it's you can find people be, and honestly, like they'll be my friends forever. Those guys, so it does
0: work. Dude, that's so cool, man. That's such a cool story. I, I like that story. That's a cool Craigslist story. The power of Craigslist. Yeah, no, I've can... tried I've done Craigslist before. It's been a long time since the last time, but it was when I was um I'll tell you, the last time I did it was when I sold my Coachella pass in like 2013 or something. Okay.
2: 2013. <laughs> that see if I saw like I wouldn't want to buy tickets on Coachella from Craigslist i would see that ad i'd be like okay i'm not doing
0: that well what's funny about that is that i was like face value right because i'm not yeah. look if i'm selling if i end up saying i'm not gonna go to a you show after all, you know yeah exactly i'm just trying to get my money back and it's funny because i mean i can't remember how much the three-day passes were at the time anymore but i would i got of course they see face value it's like oh yeah of course i don't want to pay more so I got a bunch of replies um, and there were a couple of people who tried who were trying to buy it off of me for less money. I, I didn't even reply. I'm like, dude, no, come on, man.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, buying stuff from Craigslist is crazy to have bought guitars from there and things like that. You're pretty brave for selling a Coachella ticket.
0: Oh, dude, really? man, it was cool. I think I did it two or three times through craigslist i Um, feel like
2: that's like the invitation to be like yeah i got a craigslist i got a coachella pass meet me in this uh big lots parking lot and then you go there and then you get stabbed (laughs) you can stick it (laughs) away well
0: it's funny that you talk about a parking lot because one of the times i did it and i remember too who was headlining one of the days it was radiohead it was in 2012 so that time i met the buyer at a 7-eleven parking lot (laughs) at um (laughs) Geez, what were the cross streets? Melrose. And I forget what street. But yeah, did, dude, did you
2: get these tickets for free from K Rock?
0: I wasn't at K Rock yet. No. I would. And you know what? I wouldn't do that because okay. um,
2: it's probably illegal.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you'd get in <laughs> yeah, trouble. They down
2: on you selling the tickets that you get from.
0: <laughs> Not only that, but I believe, if I remember correctly, if you won through K Rock, um, the winners would pick up their passes at we'll call, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and then whenever I got a chance to work the the festival, we would get our credentials at we'll call too. Yeah. So n- we didn't have anything at the station yet. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, dude, good times, man. Craigslist and like, stories. And you're alive. You
2: didn't get. <laughs> I feel like I think a lot of times you hear about people selling like laptops on there, and like. I'm the person selling the laptop,
1: so or I'm I'm trying to buy a laptop from someone, so I go to buy the laptop from you, and then you stab me and take my money. So
3: See, glad, now you're scaring you're, me, dude. I'm, no,
1: um, I'm glad you're here. Still,
0: so. well, well. Speaking of that, though, I also I think we both the other party too. The, it was a guy. Um, But that time at that 7-Eleven parking lot, we both agreed to meet, like, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah, dude. And I was, yeah, no, I'm like, this is perfect. Cool. If that guy is listening, I hope you had fun.
2: He sold your (laughs) ticket for twice as much as it was.
0: I mean, if he did that, then I can't, you know. Yeah, you got your money back. I got exactly right. What was the first album that you ever bought?
1: I think on my own. I'm going to say probably the first record. That I, that I bought was probably like Michael Jackson's Dangerous. I'm going to say that. And followed by probably like Green Day D- Dookie.
3: How old were you?
1: God. Which one? Michael Jackson, <laughs> Dangerous or, or Green Day, Dookie? I mean, I'm old, so you know.
2: Um, um,
0: I guess Michael Jackson.
2: I think I was
1: under 10 when, I, when that came out. I don't even know when that record came out. But I mean, like, probably like maybe 1990 when it came out. I don't even know.
0: Dude, heck yeah! Halloween's coming up. Thriller,
1: let's go. I know it came out in 1991, so I was 11.
0: Oh dang, dude! Um, so you buy Michael Jackson, and then you talk about Green Day. Did you buy Dookie like when right when it came out?
2: No, I mean, like I was. It, it, I mean, I don't think you could escape like Green Day at that time especially when that record came out. So it was probably something I just heard on the radio. I think it was everywhere at that time. So it's was probably like, well, and I remember like even buying that record and like just staring at the album cover forever and like looking at all of the drawings on there. and like, wait a second. That dog, that monkey's throwing poop. That monkey's pooping in his hand. Um, so I remember that, but. Yeah, I don't think it was anything like I wasn't involved in the the subculture of punk that that young, but it was just, I don't think you could escape that record. So I think no matter what, even if you just heard it on the radio, it was like, yeah, probably like MTV, probably watching the, you know, um,
1: that's probably how I found it, honestly, through MTV.
3: Sick, dude. MTV, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, as much as, you know, people
2: want to hate it, it does. You can just, I mean, at that time, you could discover new music.
1: That was pretty awesome. New music to me.
0: Yeah, no, dude, for sure. Um It's just crazy how kids now discover music, you know? TikTok and YouTube and Spotify, and it's just.
2: Yeah, I think it's all from, like, and, like, the craziest thing is, like, TikTok music. Like, you can listen to it on, like, Spotify now, but it's only, like, a minute and a half. The songs are, like, a minute and a half, which is wild, too. Um, But, I mean, like, more power to those TikTok people, musicians who can
1: make money off of it. Like, if you can make money off of those songs, like, do it. Who cares what everyone else says?
0: Dude, it's crazy, man. Um, I'm just trying
2: to think, like, my son is seven right now, and... um, it's gonna be eight this month um, or next month, but I'm like, I'm trying to think of like songs that he likes, and they're always from like movies. Like he likes the Spider-Man Into the Universe one, Into the Universe. So like he knows like the Post Malone song, and we'll listen to that, and we can sing that. Um, I'm trying to think of other music that he likes too. It's probably just stuff that he hears my wife playing in the car when they're going to school in the morning and things like that. So. I think a lot of kids discover music from their parents, whether whether they like to admit it or not. Um, I think that's how most people get kind of get into music, feel that way. And then like eventually you find your home path of what you like.
1: But yeah, TikTok, man.
0: TikTok, dude. Seriously. Um I don't
3: I
1: don't have a TikTok either. I
0: have um, one, not for myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, so keep for Keep It pause For Keep It Have I posted anything? No. But I'm like, you should probably make it. That way no one takes the handle. Because yeah. that happened with Twitter. Um Ooh. and the Twitter one, I mean, the Twitter one has been that person has had it for a long time, but they don't even post. I think the last time they tweeted was like ten years ago. Um
2: Just send them a message. They probably don't even check it.
0: Dude, I tried and I tried to hit up Twitter about it too, but you know, what but are you gonna keep do? It.
2: Pausey with a zero instead of a O.
0: Um, yeah, I have it with two eyes at the end. That works. And I I think people anybody that follows it, they're they're used to that. But yeah, dude, TikTok's crazy. What was your first concert that you went to?
1: I'm pretty sure that like I saw Los Lobos with my parents one time at probably like some kind of um
2: like, probably like some type of fair type thing or something like that. I remember being outdoors, maybe even at like an amphitheater, but I, I saw Los Lobos then. I don't even remember how old I was. Um, that was pretty cool. And like, looking back on that, I'm like, that was pretty rad that I got to go see that show. Cause I'd probably go want to see Los Lobos play now.
0: So you talk about the first show that you went to with your parents that they brought you along. What was the first one that you went to that you said? I want to go to this show.
2: Yeah, I remember it was um, the, an Aquabat
1: show and Chain Reaction, and I was in high school. So, and it was it was still fun to like, you know, um,
2: that was like one of the first ones I went to, which is pretty fun to do. It's a pretty good show to go to when you're starting off as your first show. So that was a good show to go to. I can't remember who they played with. I can't remember like what year it was. I think at that time, chain reaction didn't even have like, it was the state, you know, like the, there was no like huge stage. It was just kind of like probably about like two feet off the ground. So that's when it was, <laughs> that's kind of my knowledge. And then eventually they built it up where it's like probably like four feet off the ground now. So you're not tripping over your knees over it. But yeah, when I went that, it wasn't that high at that point.
0: Dude, that's sick. The Aquabats, yeah. man. I don't remember the last time I saw them. I think I've only seen them in a festival setting.
2: I mean, it's just like, for me, like, it just brings back, like, a nostalgic time. And, like, I was, like, going to shows, like, during, just, like, Orange County Scoff. And, like, where I grew up, it wasn't very far from when they where they were playing all the time. You guys did live very far from Chain Reaction. Um. So I would get to see, you know, like every other weekend would be like Aquabats, the hippos, um, real big fish, uh, our bandits were playing there, So, I mean, I was always pretty close to orange County at that time. So I was just be able to drive down there and it didn't seem dangerous and my parents let me go. So it was fun,
1: but I was super into ska music. I'm still am, I guess. I still still listen to it It's hard finding new bands
2: Or that aren't cringeworthy But there's a lot of new ska bands that are cool too
0: Dude, sometimes I forget Our expandants had that sound Early on Yeah,
1: Um, like super Orange County, like third wave ska Um, So Yeah, I've been a fan of them for a, A very long time as well
3: Dude,
0: that is sick What three bands, dead or alive, would you play a show with? And where would you play?
1: I put The Clash and Face to Face and Blink-182. And the venue that I put down was The Glass House in Pavon.
0: Dude, that would be sick. When was the first time you heard each band?
1: Um, I mean, like Blink One like I would say Blink 182 kind of was like that's even though like I had green, like I was into Green Day,
2: Dookie. I mean, I wasn't like going to shows like searching out other punk bands that sound like Green Day at that time. I mean, eventually it would be like The Offspring, which is probably next that you would get into Smash, and then it would be like. Eventually, and then all of a sudden, Blink 182 is on the radio. And so you hear that.
1: Um, so it'd probably be like, um, probably Blink 182 first. And then um,
2: one of my friends is a big face to face fan. So I remember he played the face to face live record, um, which is like one of my favorite live records of all time. And then also, like hearing just like Disconnected is like on the radio too. All the time, if you're in Southern California, this is like pre-internet internet, Internet or even like pre-streaming services. So like, yeah, you did listen to the radio a lot, you know, at a certain time. Even like 15 years ago, a lot of people still listen to the radio, I think. Um, So I, I love
1: Face to Face, too. I've always been a fan of them for a long time. And then The Clash probably like just... I'm pretty sure I heard like,
2: like some kind of clash song in like a commercial for something. Like a, you know?
1: Um, and then eventually just kind of digging into the back catalog and finding out they're the, one of the best bands ever, too. All
0: right. So just so you know, everybody is going to be hitting you up to get into that show. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you a photo pass.
0: Oh, there you go. Let's go. No, dude, that would be so cool if it was possible, but um, face to face if you're listening.
2: Maybe that would work. I mean, I was trying to think of like bands that I would like really want to play with that I haven't. I mean, I get to do a lot of cool shows. I get to play with a lot of cool bands. Um, So I was like Bouncing Souls is one of them too. Just left Spanish love songs right before they played with them, so I was super (laughs) bummed out about that (laughs) It's like, oh, that would have been rad to play with them. Um but yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. And we we'll also sort of have like no use
1: for a name. So it would have been pretty cool.
0: Wait, dude, when did Spanish love songs play with bouncing souls?
3: They
2: did like the um, the um, bouncing souls summer festival stuff so for summer.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
2: In in New Jersey at the Asbury Park the big outdoor show, which I was like, Oh, that would have been so rad to play outside
1: at the bouncing souls. Summer show that they put together. That would have been great.
3: What's the best advice a musician has given you?
1: I would say, um, I don't know if it's so much advice. Cause like I said, I'm super,
2: such an introverted person that I'm not going to ask them like, Hey, what do you think I should do? Um, but it was more like just the way you're treated around certain people do and other musicians.
1: So like um, before Spanish Love Songs even started really touring, um, we were introduced to the Flatliners.
2: And they took us on like our first like kind of run of four days worth of shows together. Um, and they were like the nicest people ever. And they just, I felt like we learned how to... Be nice to other people, and how uh, like a headlining band should treat other bands. Like it was just anything that they had on stage, we could use anything that we needed. They would let us borrow. Um, they had they let us use use their green room, which is pretty cool because we were stuck in that van. So like we would drive all the way, and they had um, they had their own um, what was what were those things called? Those rock fans. that were like tour buses but not really I don't know if you remember those like people went to warp tour driving you know I don't know like, they, they look like trailers but, they're, but you can sleep in them anyways yeah no, the, I know what had, you're talking about they had almost like it was almost like a bus for them <laughs> so they let us use their green room and just be able to sit down like in a nice room <laughs> for a while so that was cool so I felt like um, you know and they were like super nice, always talking to us after the show and just being like buds and being nice people. So not so much advice that they got, but the advice that we got, like just watching them and how they interacted with everyone was like pretty cool and just chill. So advice wise, I would say just be a nice person to like everybody. Even if you're having a bad day, still be nice to everyone there. If you work, if you're playing a show, there's. Chances are you're gonna need help somewhere from that person at that
1: venue. So it should probably be nice to them right from the start.
3: And that is pausey.
1: That it, is pretty posy. No.
0: It is um nice a nice reminder, uh, when you see that happen. Just be nice. You know? Yeah. It's not it's not
2: very hard at all. I mean, and it does suck when you're touring and you're driving for 10 hours and you get to the venue and like no one's there yet or something like that. And then, you know, you just want to, like, I just
1: need to use the restroom. <laughs> um, you know, not, like, you're not going to be mean to the person who came a little bit later than they were supposed to. So just be nice to them.
3: Dude, that's sick. How do you keep
0: it posy?
1: That's a, um, it's, it's hard. I'll say that. Um, but also, like, my kids
2: keep me positive. Like, I have to be positive. I feel like I can kind of be a nihilistic person sometimes. Um, but having children, like, changes that in you.
1: So my kids do that to me and just want, and like, you know, I could be having... To be honest, like, it's it's,
2: you know, there's a lot of times where... I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't
1: want to, I don't want to do
2: anything. Um, but I know that, you know, and I work from home too. So it's like, I'm home all day and I could be having a pretty bad day at work. And then they come home from school and it's all, it's ready to go. Like they're ready to go. They just want to hang out with me and that's fine. And I have to be positive about that. So, and, and they're so like, they're so loving and they don't know how to not be positive you know like they're not being positive it's like oh i didn't get to have a cookie after dinner i mean that's like the worst day for them and when you think about it, it's like it's like you know it's just being an adult you can't have a cookie every day after dinner <laughs> or you you could but i mean i don't have a cookie every day after dinner but yeah i mean my kids couldn't and hope for the future
0: Dude, okay, don't make us cry here now. No, um <laughs> that's cool though, dude. It is it is it is hard. Uh I think yeah. kids though like it 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 just um it's the innocence, right? That kind yeah. of, you know, they don't they don't they don't know what us yeah, adults we, are feeling or going through or the kind of day we're having
2: or um, even care about anything like about like we were just watching um they have a new Pinocchio that came out um, on like Disney, and it's like Tom Hanks as Geppetto. But then like everyone's going crazy about like the Blue Fairy being black online, and like just like the remake of it. But like the kids love it. Like they don't know about like the movie from. I don't even know when Pinocchio came out. Like in 1945, <laughs> you know. Like I don't know, but I mean like they like the new version of it, and they don't care anything about oh well, that blue fairy is black she's not white it's like they don't care they just think it's cool they like the movie and but, like that's the innocence and that's why i think it's like so much of what is taught to kids is from their parents and like the people they are around so i have to be
1: positive for them so that they're positive in the end as well yeah dude
3: no for sure man um
0: Shout out to parents. I don't know how you guys do it, but shout out to you.
1: I don't know how I
2: do it either. Dude, I mean, I, I just... know how I know how we, it's we, me and my wife, so I'm like, yeah, we're a team, so I mean, I know, I, I don't know how they let us take the kids home. <laughs> That's what I remember. Yeah, nah, from-
0: dude, honestly, shout out to all the parents. Any last words or message for the people?
2: be a nice person to everyone treat others the way you would like to be treated check out all of the bands on this
1: podcast but check out mine Holy Fangs we put out an EP two months ago like (laughs) follow the Spotify playlist. we're going to come out with another EP pretty soon
2: Um, and hopefully get to play more shows and thank you to you
0: So that was my conversation with gabe i highly recommend you give holy fangs a listen if you want to keep up with the band on social media you can find them on facebook and instagram by searching holy fangs holy fangs is one word thank you again to gabe for being on the podcast if you haven't yet please check out the keep it posi podcast playlist you can find it on spotify and title Breathing Out has been added to the playlist and it's the opening track off the band's debut EP. If you like what you hear, you can purchase the EP at holyfangsband.bandcamp.com. As always, you can hit me up via email or social media, keepitpossi.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay pausey always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up.